0: Hey, hello everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is November the 2nd, 2019. Stronghand, unconfiscatable Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin personal responsibility is new counterculture. Deferral of gratification. Conviction. Golden age. Relentless. All right, people. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin show. Make sure you check out yesterday's this week in Bitcoin show. You can watch it at disruptmeister.com. You can watch all of my old shows at disruptmeister.com. David Nage was the guest. Uh, he's a Bitcoin guy. He's a crypto guy. He, I mean, a finance guy. Family offices really, you get some insights into the bigger financial picture and that there's going to be a lot of money pouring into the space. So so do check that out. Hello, my elite friends over there in the chat. I see you guys pouring in there right now. Uh, You can type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat if you've got any questions. Of course, this is the Beyond Bitcoin Show. We're not going to talk much Bitcoin here tonight. We're going to talk about uh, politics, a little health, the good, old, the, good old, the good old days, all sorts of uh interesting topics. So let's start off with Jeff Vandrew, who has been on the show before, on the on the This Week in Bitcoin show. He's an accountant in New Jersey. I saw a picture of him the other day with a Bitcoin rabbi. I gotta say, Jeff Vandrew is ripped, dude. He I mean he's got the 24-inch pythons. I couldn't believe it. Pound that like button for that Hulk Hogan reference. No, and he didn't get his pythons the same way Hulk Hogan did, and they're probably not twenty-four inch pythons either. But uh, but Jeff's got this great tweet. He obviously cares about being healthy. I I, I mean I've had him on the show before. I did not realize that he was ripped, dude. Whoa. I mean he could like snap my he could snap me in half. Anyway, one of the most transgressive acts you can take in today's times is to go through life physically fit. Attractive and in good spirits, <laughs> and that says a lot about the the age that we're living in today. That uh, if you're in good spirits, if you're attractive, if you're physically fit, uh-uh. That, that's now nah, you got to be a victim in today's game. Uh, it, it's transgressive to be to be one of those things, uh, and to be proud of it. Uh, it <laughs> uh, everyone's got some sickness. Everyone's got a mental illness. Everyone uh, is trying to make themselves uglier. I mean, that—that's fitting in. It's—it's it's pretty wacky today. And—and uh, and, and the most important thing is, it's that it's transgressive to be in good spirits. Yeah, and that it's horrible. I mean, people when people watch my show and they see that I'm happy, they're like, "You must be on drugs. <laughs> You're on coke." No, dudes. In the old days, people were happy. People were exciting, striving for greatness. The majority of people today are content and are, are, like to get fat and drunk. I guess I don't know, um, but uh, hey, step one: be healthy, be happy. It's transgressive today. Hey, hey, twenty percent are there. You're you're different. It's the counterculture, <laughs> definitely. Personal responsibility. Okay, we got uh, Vention said, "Hey, Adam," and Reber seventy three says. Give us a prediction for Bitcoin fiat value in 2020. No, I, I don't do that, dude. <laughs> I, I don't do that. I don't do that. That's not, I, I'm not gimmicky like that. I try, to, it's, it's a thinking person show. You know, It people that do, pe- most people that do that, they, get, they won't click. A million dollar Bitcoin, uh, $95,000 Bitcoin, $69,699 Bitcoin. Yeah, you get that one. Um, now, what what my prediction is this. For fiat value in 20, well, how about on um, the day of the halving, <laughs> the day of the halving in 2020, it will be worth more in fiat than 210,000 blocks earlier, which is the day of the halving in 2016. The, what I like to talk about is the 210,000 block rule. You can take any date in Bitcoin history and... If you go back 210,000 blocks, which is about four years, it's worth more in terms of fiat. So I think that rule will, will continue. So on December 31st, 20, uh, 2020, I think it will be worth more than it was on like November 30th of 2016. Uh, 26- no, I'm doing it backwards. of January 30th of uh, 2017. Anyway, just subtract, <laughs> four- subtract 210,000 blocks. From any day in 2020, it will be worth more than that. that that's my fiat prediction. All right. Um, and again, value your wealth in Bitcoin. One big, try to get more Bitcoins, but don't worry about the fiat. Don't worry about the fiat. Moving on to what is this? 44% of consumers have expenses exceeding incomes. Did, did you hear that? <laughs> but hey, and... Uh, This this is from Bloomberg. Consumer cracks emerge as banks say everything looks fine. I got to say, 44 percent of Now, I'm not encouraging you to be a consumer and for your expenses to exceed your income. But there are all sorts of uh, wacky financial products out there. Credit cards. You can go into all sorts of debt. People are doing it. It's working out pretty well. I mean, they're getting what they want. People want stuff. People want big houses. Their, ex- their expenses exceed their incomes. Now they, they, they have to they, – they get into jams. They get into pickles. They, they, they got to go more into debt. Okay, they're alive. Uh, they got to send their kids to public school. They might get hooked on drugs. There, there's a lot of negative things that go with being in debt, okay? But it's working out. What, what people say next is 44% of com- consumers have expenses exceeding incomes. The whole world's going to fall apart. No, it's not. <laughs> the hyper consumer economy of the United States of the Western world, it'll keep going. You don't have to participate in it, though. You can be a saver. You can be a Bitcoiner. You can be in the Bitcoin overlay and just watch it all happen. Watch them. Keep up with the inflation rate, the inflation race. It's it's not fun to be in that inflation race. Uh, downward spiral, whatever you want to call it. Okay. You have to work to, to deal. Uh, you know, I, I got, I got to get a bigger house. Got to get a bigger, got to make more money. Got to move. Got to get another car. What, how am I going to do this? Get great, greater and greater debt. It's, it's a very stressful lifestyle. Get, get work longer hours. If you're not in the debt cycle, you work when you want to work, you dip in the savings here and there, you save more, your money makes you money, you travel around, it's a more relaxing type of thing. So, um, again, 44% of consumers have expenses exceeding incomes. It's a pretty wild statistic there. You don't have to be a statistic. At the same time, but I it will. They'll be able to keep pulling it off. Inflation, etc., debt. It works. It works for the eighty percenters. They like what they're getting. They like what they're getting from it. They're happy. Happy in a in a superficial type of way, but they they're they're or they're too busy to. They're busy. (laughs) They're busy uh, working real hard to 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 pay for all that stuff. Okay, let's talk about an inflation trap, the ultimate inflation trap. And that's uh, housing addiction. Now, what's housing addiction? It is the need or the, the desire to just you, you keep up with the Joneses. You got to get a bigger house in a better neighborhood. And so you're really happy that your original house, your original house has gained a lot of value, hasn't it? Hasn't it? So now you can sell that original house and you can get a bigger house. But that bigger house costs much more than it should because of inflation. So you're not really. So you're up. You're supposedly upgrading. You're getting getting more into debt, having to work harder, and it's an it's an endless cycle. It's an endless cycle unless you can downsize. I say this: be, be like me. Go from Airbnb to another Airbnb. Rent if you need to. Whatever. It is owning a house. So many expense, expenses. I linked to a carl denninger post that explains the logic behind uh that uh you know you, you think your house house value is going up but if you're getting into a bigger house you're not doing yourself too well financially there you're not going to end up with much you're going to end up with a big house and in debt uh now i mean some people are happy with that though and 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 it is the most the housing market is the most powerful enslaving tool in the, uh, welfare dollar system. Okay. People need to keep on satisfying their need to fit in. They need to get a bigger and bigger house. They need to get more and more into debt. And what is the mechanism they use to do? So dollar denominated debt. Okay. So for those of it, and they deal with the inflation, people say, Oh, people will rebel because of the, infl-. no, they're not going to rebel. They, they, they keep the housing expenses keep on going. The housing prices keep going up and up and up, and they keep on buying into the game. Okay, they keep on buying into that game. For all you people, oh, the people will wake up and they will all get into Bitcoin. No, they won't. Most most people will not. They'll be they'll be happy with their bigger and bigger house, more and more debt, more and more dollars, dollar debt. And that props up the dollar system for those of you who say, oh, the dollar will be inflated away. No, it, it keeps on inflating and they keep on buying bigger houses. The system works perfect for, for those type of people. They're enslaved to the house, they're enslaved to their low, and the and the and this keeps the, the local uh, local governments going too. They keep on raising property taxes. The people don't say anything, they keep on creating more fees in order to fit in with these houses they blindly pay the stuff so and it's all based on the welfare dollar on the dollar so dollars not going anywhere people more and more people keep spending more and more dollars on useless houses on useless taxes they did. you wouldn't have to pay all those fees and taxes if you if you weren't owning those useless houses oh gigantic mega mansions that you don't need that you're just buying to impress your wife or your kids or your your neighbor or whatever your aunt, your uncle, who knows? Pound that like button. But it's, it's yeah, the system continues. You don't have to be a part of the system, though. Fitting in is overrated. 20% or baby into Bitcoin. Bitcoin overlay. All right. Roman said pounded. Good. I'm glad you pounded, Roman. Pound away. Uh, okay. Um, I just read something. Now, uh, the, uh, human human is a, a great uh, content producer for men going their own way and he has a video out there about drama and confront conf- confrontation, trolling, dominating over conversations. He, he concludes by saying uh, a major point in this uh, talk of his is some people relate by fighting. That's that's how some people relate today. They gotta fight you on everything. They gotta scream at you. They gotta confront you. They gotta troll. They gotta dominate a conversation. What happened? with just having a regular relating to someone by conversing with them. And if they have a disagreement with them, you have a, you peacefully uh, go back and forth. You say the, the the good points of your argument. They say the good points of their argument. Now it's like no, it's trolling, cursing, screaming, dominating over conversation. It's about winning. It's not about conversing anymore, so people relate by fighting, and yeah, that is sick. And he he talks about that, but hey, you could just avoid those people if you want. I avoid those people. I, I have trolls all the time that try to troll me on Twitter, that try to troll me in the comments. I, I just don't I don't reply. I don't. I, they get a kick. They get some weird kick out of yelling and screaming and trolling. That's their business, you know. Kicks keep getting harder to find, I guess, for them. It's a song by Paul Revere and the Raiders. It's about not doing drugs, and it's like from 1965. That even then, Paul Revere and the Raiders knew. I haven't heard that song for a while. Soon, I will hear that song again. I look forward to it. Kicks keep getting harder to find, and if your kicks look, I'm wearing a mustache today too. Like I had the beard-looking thing, then I had a goatee thing, Then I'm like, well, I, you know, I've only like done one show in the past where I had a mustache because like. In my whole life, I've only had a mustache for one day. It was, I think, it was in Quebec in 2017. Try to find that one, people, if you can. Uh, I was in Quebec City in September of 2017, August 2017. I had a mustache for one day, and so now I got this. I just want to see what I look like with a mustache. I got this little thing here too. I look like Frank Zappa or something ridiculous like that. Pound that like button for ridiculous Meister. You, you got to laugh at yourself, and this is kind of funny. <laughs> some people actually suggested, like, well, Adam, you'll look pretty, you'll look hard if you got a mustache, if you got one of those handlebars. No, I won't. I look like freaking Frank Zappa or something. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Robin says, uh, some, I mean, I look like 80s Adam Meister. I, I, if there wasn't, there was no adult Adam Meister in the 80s, I'll tell you that. There a little kid, uh, uh, <laughs> was not able to grow a mustache in the 80s. Uh, this is how I would look in the 70s and the 80s if I was uh, if I was uh, Rockford, maybe. That's a, no, he didn't have a mustache. So Roman Chu says, some of the best characteristics of my Bitcoin are no taxes for holding. Oh, that's a good one. It doesn't require a new roof. Oh, baby, that's, that's huge right there. I earn dividends owning it instead of uh, paying interest owning it. Yes, people, you get crypto dividends forks and airdrops that you get from your uh, bitcoin. But yeah, every house I've owned I've had to replace the roof on. Every house I've owned and it happens well, sometimes it happens sooner than later, but it, it's a pain. And roofers, oh dude, they are some scary dudes. And they don't they don't lie about it either, man. They'll tell you straight up that they're that they had histories. <laughs> oh my god. They they I mean, whatever. At least they're trying to get back to work after they've been in, in jail and everything. I, I get I give people credit, okay? You you've been in jail. Instead of doing something bad when you get out of jail, you, you become a roofer and you, you get an honest pay day. So I I shouldn't be ripping. I'm not ripping on it, okay? Um, but uh, it's it's a it's a, it's a hard job, and yeah, and it's a pain, and it's very expensive when you get a new roof. It's it's not fun, and it's not fun to have a leak knowing that you have to get all sorts of damage, water damage. All right. uh, Venture says they have to be careful now. In the past, they could threaten the financial system to get a bailout or anything else they want. Now, though, alternatives are available. Well, I don't know who they – I mean, banks will still be able to get bailouts. (laughs) So uh, some more will fail. I think uh, more will fail than usual. Um, but many will get bailouts. The government still will give uh, all sorts of corporations uh, bailouts that no one deserves. No, no, the government shouldn't be bailing out individuals. The government shouldn't be bailing out uh, corporations, anything like that. Adding sporting the Magnum PI look. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was going for there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm no Magnum PI, man. I'm no Magnum PI. And I don't use a Magnum either. I'm just regular size. Pound that like button because yeah, I used to value my wealth like that, and I was pounding away, if you know what I mean. So we'll uh, let let's let's in. Conf- okay, so we talk about housing. Uh, Magnum Pi, he he. Well, obviously he pounded, no doubt about it. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about this attention economy. There's some people like Scott that Scott like Scott Adams. don't want to put words in the dude's mouth but sometimes he's talking about getting attention on social media and he's like well they get attention it's like by any means necessary and what this leads to is you have a bunch of people it devolves into people acting like children having hissy fits whoever makes the biggest scene gets the most attention and then they win social media oh man that is sickening isn't it and they're re- they get positive reinforcement too. these people you know the, the who can get naked who can show the most body parts it's it's all it devolves into being a little child screaming look at me look at me look at me and uh you know i i, I poke fun at uh at clickbait at, at clickbait titles okay this is way beyond that so yeah winning has become she you scream like a baby and uh That gets your message across, supposedly, and uh, they win. Avoid that aspect of social media. There are Twitter. You you get plenty of that. You get plenty of that. Who can be out? Who can show they're the most outraged by crying and screaming? Avoid that part of Twitter. Go read the threads, the, the feeds of smart people, of smart people in the cryptocurrency space that have been on my show before. Uh, that's how, that's how I, treat Twitter. I treat Twitter as just a blog, as, as I go to smart people's blog. That's, that's what it is for me. But this attention economy, there are good aspects of the attention economy, okay? People creating worthwhile videos, and they, uh, they market themselves that way, and they're able to monetize who they are, what they think. That's good. That I like but most people can't handle that adult behavior. They want to fight, they want to scream, they want to be outraged, and they make they, you can make a lot of money that way too. That's what it is. So aspects of the, econ- of the attention economy are like little kids having a fit. So let's get into healthy behavior here. At 7 a.m. this morning here in Adelaide, Australia, it's already the next day here for you guys. You guys stuck on uh, November the 2nd, I hope I said it was November the 2nd, not October the 2nd. Anyway, so I, I, we're already in November the 3rd here in Australia. So I went running at 7 a.m. And this is my tip. First of all, I mentioned this before. You go on a run early in the morning, it gets you going. It gets you going. It jump starts your day. But to do it in the Southern Hemisphere, very important. <laughs> very important, especially if you're some blonde hair person, uh, which I am not. Uh, you avoid the ridiculous sun of the Southern Hemisphere. And I, I think it is worse that the worst sun on the planet is in Australia and New Zealand. It's just, you get, you feel that thing right away. So the earlier you run, the less sun you get, you, you wrap it up before 9. AM you don't have to worry as much much. I mean, please put sunscreen on still even that early here. All right. Where I was wearing a hat. That's why my hair is a mess. Well. That's not exact. Well, it's part of the reason my hair is a mess. My hair is always a mess. Tell that like button for never using a brush or a comb. Just these five fingers, baby. That's what does it. Uh, and the ladies running their fingers through my hair. No, not lately. But back in the day when I valued my wealth in ladies, yeah, they like that. They did like they like their hair. I mean, you can't blame them, can you? They like superficial things like guys with nice hair. And my hair, yeah, with the spikiness, it's not as great as it was back, uh, you know, when I was valuing my wealth like that. But it, it's, it's maintained. It's maintained. You know, you go to your 10-year high school reunion. There's a, And, again, I point this out about the people that like to say, you know, oh, Tone Vase is bald. He sucks. He lost his hair. And half the guys that are saying it have lost their hair too. But they're, they're hiding behind the screen. But for those of you who are, like, making fun of Tone Vase, you're real young guys. You're like, oh, Tone Vase is bald. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, or he lost his hair. I'm going to tell you, at your 10-year reunion, it's like when you're 27 years old at your 10-year reunion, 27% of the guys have, have suffered, have gone through major hair loss. So get used to it. If you're a 17-year-old guy now and you think it's funny to make fun of Tony Vase, there's a chance. <laughs> there's a chance when you get to that 10-year high school reunion. But what's it matter, dudes? You, you do good for yourself. That's why you shouldn't make fun of people for superficial things because it might, it might very well happen to you. Uh, one day and it will and it's there's nothing that's great. That means you have testosterone. Okay, there's some dudes they go. They're 80 85 years old. They haven't lost hair at all. It's because they, they, they didn't have test. They've gone through their lives with low T. That's not a good thing to have low T. Not at all. Not we've talked about this on the show before low T is bad, but I know for you guys who value your wealth and women you're saying Adam it I will do anything to preserve my hair. You just said women like your hair. You know, I, there's other things, value your wealth in Bitcoin. How about that? <laughs> do that, do that. Still, it's beyond the Bitcoin chain. And there are plenty, let me, let me, let me conclude with this. If you're still valuing your wealth in women, there are plenty of women who like a bald man. There are, that don't care about hair at all. Don't care about it at all. They might care about money more. <laughs> they might care about, who knows what they might care about more. But there are women that don't even notice hair. There are, I, I have known hot women that, that don't notice hair at all. Is that a majority, a minority? I don't know. Ask the women. <laughs> so, okay, so I've this all was, came from running early in the Australians. So, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, worst sun. I have run in, in Argentina, Uruguay, and Chile uh, and South Africa. It's, I, it's worse than the Northern Hemisphere, but it doesn't seem as bad. The sun doesn't seem as bad as Australia and New Zealand. Now, there's probably some science behind this. And again, the kids in Australia and New Zealand, when they're at school, they wear these can hats. You know, like the floppy hat you got at the 1985 Oriole game? Pound that like button, WFBR. Pound that like button uh, talking about a radio station that hasn't existed since 1985. Pound that like button for talking about radio stations that most people don't even know about radio stations anymore. AM radio, baby. WFBR, home of the Baltimore Orioles. I I, know, I, can, I can remember being in my dad's car and, you know, Be listening to to, to WFBR. Um, Well, it was 1300, was WFBR. WBAL 1090. All right. So, yeah, if you're in the southern hemisphere, tell me. Australia, New Zealand, worst freaking sunburns you get, worst sun on the planet, you tell me. But run at 7 a.m. All right. We've got people (laughs) shining in here. All right. Taval Dakra said, you drank this Halloween? No, I did not, to that. You are looking at the picture that I've included here, and I'm going to get to that at the end of the show. I'm going to talk about where that picture is from and why I posted it today, tonight, because it's from tonight a while ago. And uh, we got another question here. We'll get to that at the end of the show, though. Stay tuned. Um, but I, I used to drink Rolling Rock. I think that's what's in the picture. What happened to your boy in Zimbabwe? Well, that's for a Bitcoin show. Something's up with Tawanda in Zimbabwe. I don't know. I tried to contact him. I I guess I I haven't heard from him for a while. And now there's a story out. And I'm not going to repeat the story. You guys can Google Zimbabwe, Tawanda, Kembo. The exchange, uh, there's some issues. Um, So I'm not, I haven't talked to him yet. I would love to talk to him and and get the story from him. But I I haven't heard from him for a few months. But it, it doesn't. Uh, the the stories don't look good, but I, I I know the guy personally, so I would like to hear it from him. So we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, and then Vention uh, said, "I never would have been able to tell that you don't have a comb." <laughs> laugh, <laughs> laugh laugh out loud. That said, I envy your hair. No, don't envy my hair, Vention. By the way, Vention, I meant to tell you this. Um, since you've been, you know, you've lost a lot of weight. You, you've gone you've, you've started fasting you're living a very healthy lifestyle now and um i know you shave your head sometimes and sometimes you don't shave your head it looks like this time when you've let your hair grow back that it's somewhat thicker than the past now if uh, maybe i'm wrong but if your hair is thicker and you're over and i know it's not you don't have thick hair or anything like that now you're over 50 years old but from eating Living a healthier lifestyle, if a over 50-year-old man's hair got thicker, that's very interesting. That's very – and I, I don't know if that really – you could tell me now in the chat if you think that, that your hair is – you have a little teeny bit more hair than maybe you did before, which would be – that would be really amazing. And it would it would also show that you were living a very unhealthy lifestyle before. Um, and uh, all right. But uh, so you could – oh, Benchins sent – $2 also. Come on. Let's hear the Airbnb advice. Oh, I'm getting there. Don't worry. I'm getting there eventually. But I want to hear if your hair is grown back. <laughs> just a little bit. If you think your hair is healthier now that you're living this healthier lifestyle. and, and Just want to know. All right. Uh, so we talked about running. Oh, here, the Airbnb. Link to below is an article from Vice. Now, they write this article because they don't like... Uh, in general, they if someone's making money, if a company is doing well, an Airbnb does provide a very good service. They don't like that the capitalistic aspects of, of Airbnb. I like what Airbnb is doing. I, I love what they're doing. They allow individuals all over the world to rent out their, their uh units and uh, make some money off of it, treat it like a hotel. Now, what what Vice has pointed out in this article, which is also true. Is that there are there are scammers on Airbnb, and there's some pretty organized scammers that are ripping people off. Airbnb should do a better job policing these people. Okay, it's there, or they're going to get sued. All right, there. There's a give and a take here, and here are some tips. <laughs> Here's some. Uh, you you got to stay at places that had lots of reviews that are very popular. If you try to stay at a place that's got a few reviews, that seems cheap, but looks real good, it's probably too good to be true. And it might be part of one of these larger scams that Airbnb seems to not be policing very well on their platform. That being said, if you do it right, and you get yourself, again, a one unit, and you read you read the description thoroughly, Okay, and you ask them questions before you get into a conversation with the person beforehand. So you have to feel totally comfortable beforehand. That is a big tip. So if you if you have any little weird feelings from what others have written, if it seems too good to be, it is too good to be true. If it seems too good to be true, avoid that stuff. You don't need to get the cheapest one. Okay. So if, if they're all On on the low end, if they're like $51, $52, $53, $56, $57, and the $57 one has hundreds of reviews, they're all positive. The $51 one has like two reviews. Get the $57. It's $6 more. There it is worth it because you can get into nightmare situations where you think you're getting a refund and you're getting nothing. So you end up with nothing and you paid for nothing. So read the the, the the article itself is scary and complex, um, but the tips are get and get your own own unit. Don't get shares either. The share thing, maybe if you're really young, I, I, I don't know. I don't see how you can be over twenty seven and, and want to share uh, a unit with with someone. Live, talk to someone. Deal with their mess. Deal with their hair. Deal with whatever. Uh, so go for the, and make sure it's a one a real one bedroom. And read it thoroughly, especially in Asia, um, and say, you know, if there doesn't seem to be a bathroom there, write them and say, wait, is, is there a private bathroom or not? And if they say there's not, then don't go there unless you can deal with something like that. I need my own bathroom. I need my own kitchen. I need my own bed. Okay, I need my, I don't need any – sharing nothing, sharing nothing. Now, there's, there there has been a time when I was staying like one night somewhere and there was a main ha- my place didn't have a kitchen but there was a main house where i could just cook the food that happened in zimbabwe in bulawayo in bulawayo in bulawayo zimbabwe that was it a- and it was a good it was a good unit but i had to go into the main house it was, what it cost me like $20 a night $22 a night or something like that in bulawayo yes i've been to the second largest city in zimbabwe before interesting place people were kind there um But uh, they said, don't drink the water. We've had some problems. I did not drink the water. Although in Harare, I drank the water. Uh, And uh, Vention says, and let me see if I have any more tips here about Airbnb. Be be just thoroughly read everything people. (laughs) Don't skim, don't skim those descriptions. Get the ones that have the real, I mean, you can tell which ones are real. And you can definitely tell which, I I, I think you can if there's a hundred reviews, and they get back to you right away and you can ask them very detailed questions. So do not be afraid to send them messages beforehand. And if they don't if they don't give you an answer you like then don't do it. What these people did, I think uh, never and always keep it on the platform. Don't do it through your phone. Don't call people. Have it through the platform so it's all recorded. Because honest people will tell you the honest truth. They will type it in there. But dishonest people like, will call me and they'll lie to you so it won't be on there. And then when they rip you off, there'll be no proof they ripped you off. Keep it all on the platform. E- keep, you, you message them through Airbnb so it's all saved right there. Never go email. Never go phone. Keep especially beforehand. Especially beforehand. Real bad side if beforehand they want you to call them. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, Bitcoin invention said, "Bitcoin mice. I haven't noticed an increase in my hair, but I sure enjoyed being 69 pounds lighter. <laughs> it's amazing. Very hard to describe. I feel so light. I get cold a lot easier, though. No, that I that 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 I've heard from people. If you if you're not as big, you 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 are getting colder. You don't have as much insulation on you anymore. <laughs> uh, no squat toilets for Adam. Invention says, indeed. But you know what's really weird." In Singapore, in public bathrooms, there are there are stalls and then you look in one of the stalls, there's like a squat. There's the people there's a there's just a hole in the ground in one of them, but all the other ones are like modern toilets. It's very weird. In Singapore, they they try to provide for uh it's I guess the crossroads of Asia. There's some people there that prefer the uh, old-fashioned way. You just go in a hole. And in the airport in Singapore, I believe it was uh, not in all the bathrooms, and maybe it wasn't. now, nah, you know it might have been in a mall in Singapore, but it, or both. It definitely in some malls in a rundown mall. Yeah, yeah, in the uh, in the Muslim section of town, there was a not. Uh, it, was a, it was a it was a it was a mall that was not as fancy. Singapore has some fancy malls. Okay, blasting air conditioning because it's so darn humid. Uh, but yeah, in that, in that Muslim mall, there was a, uh, there was a squat, but in the airport, there might've been a squat too, but they had the regular toilets also. You see weird things. And, uh, when uh, Roman Q says, when you visit a city for a second time, do you stay at the same Airbnb or do you mix it up and stay somewhere new? Depends. It depends. Um, in, in LA, I, I've got a place in LA. I've got a place. And I don't visit too many cities uh, more than once. Now, Sydney, in Sydney, it was just my second time in Sydney. I didn't stay at the same places, but I stayed very close to another place. I stayed. So I learned. I'm like, I might not like the Airbnb that, you know, I might want to switch it up. Uh, but if I love the area, I'm gonna stay right near it. And, you know, and I'm familiar with all the you know where I can run, where I can get the food, et cetera, et cetera. But no, if, if I do like it, like I would love to go back to uh, I mean like in Boise, I, I like that one. I, I would I would stay. If I returned to certain cities, I would I would stay at the same places. But uh, at LA, that I've stayed at the same place more than once. Two different places I stayed at more than once. Uh where, where else it feels like there's some oh well tell in um beersheba in Israel. I've stayed that that's a good one in Beersheba. Uh Tel Aviv, there was one I've stayed at more than once. Not not the a couple times back. That one was okay. <laughs> that's a long story, that one. All right. Uh but yeah, you and that's the that's the cool thing. You, you develop relationships with, with some of these people. They they love to have you back. They're like, come back. Because they love you, you love them. That that that's that's a, it's good to establish that. that. That's a good tip right there too. Try to, uh, and they'll give you a discount sometimes just to have you back for to make you stay longer. They'll give you a special month discount. Where was there another place? It feels like there was another place I've stayed at twice. There isn't though. there, no, there, definitely isn't. Just in is in Israel and in uh and in Los Angeles. But yeah, there's. Uh, where's another one? I would. St- I mean, in in Busan, in, in South Korea, I would stay at that place again. That was a real good deal. All right, I feel like I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, I don't want to anyway, okay, moving on. Pra- what? Prairie Freedom. This I didn't mention this last time, but this Prairie Fre- Freedom Twitter feed is about uh, Western Canadian secessions specifically, um, Saskatchewan, and actually Manitoba too, I believe, at, but uh, Alberta, especially. So they, they haven't done a good, these guys, I like what they're doing. I support this Western secession. They're not good with marketing themselves. So you know, I was talking about the attention economy. They shouldn't throw a hissy fit, but you can, I mean, you can put yourself out there a little bit more dudes. So uh, everyone, if you check out Prairie Freedom, it's linked to below if you want to know about Western Canadian secession. But they they got to get on more shows. I mean, I would have them on the show. I would have them on the, the Beyond Bitcoin show. Vention says, do you ever run into situations where a conventional hotel is a better deal than an available Airbnb? No. No, not, not for me. Um, it's not because you can't cook in a conventional hotel. You can't cook. They always seem to be now in some cities. They really try to. They're really trying to help the hotels, uh, and make it make that situation happen. Like in San Francisco, everything's expensive now. Like there are no Airbnbs in San Francisco anymore. I don't think they're like on. They're in South San Francisco or wherever in the in the valley or above or east. But I, I haven't. Yeah, you know, probably in some. I bet maybe in some developing countries there might be some parity. There might be some, some equivalence. You can get a hotel that has a. Uh, well, it's funny. I was just talking about Zimbabwe. When I was in Harare, when I was in Harare, um, I thought I was staying in Airbnb, but it was a hotel that registered themselves through Airbnb. So that was that was pretty wacky right there. But that's not a real answer to your question. So, so I'm sure other other parts of the world that are developing, like Zimbabwe, there are hotels that just list themselves as Airbnb so they get they can get more exposure that way. But um, and that had its own kitchen in it. Oh wow. Well, that that's quite a story. There's a white woman owned that uh, place in that I stayed at in, in Zimbabwe, in Harare, and I mean she is. I mean she never left. She never left Zimbabwe, and when you walked into the lobby of the hotel and you, she couldn't update it that much because there's only so much money you can spend on your hotel. Half the hotel was like closed off. You couldn't go to like the third floor because you don't get that many visitors in Harare. There are not many people going their own business. And this was in that, this was in 2016 when Mugabe was still in charge and you walk into her lobby and right over the, the front desk is a huge picture of robert mugabe from 1984 i mean it was not a it was not a new picture of him and you just know that this woman she doesn't like him she doesn't she doesn't respect this man she's a businesswoman who stuck around her but in order to it it was such a messy situation there that to to i guess not get any trouble you put his picture up there no one's gonna give you any trouble at your business. You get a big, beautiful picture of Robert Mugabe from 1984. You're not, you're not gonna have any. I just I just remember that, you know, walking like this is my Airbnb, it's a hotel. And then walking into the lobby and this huge picture of Mugabe is there. And I'm like, this is such a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and again, when you when you land at the airport, of course, he he controlled the airport. There was a huge picture of him there too. That was an old picture of him, not his 90-year-old falling-apart self. He's dead now. Um, thank God. And uh, But, yeah, I just thought of that. <laughs> anyway, interesting question about uh, hotels. No, Airbnbs are better than hotels. That, that's the general uh, rule of rule the game there. There's probably a, a exceptions somewhere, but I, I love it. I love it and here in Adelaide this is just a, this is a great value here. You can just find some great value. When you, when you get used to the system, when you get used to looking at these things, you can really pick out some gems. I'm, I'm good at picking out the gems. And, uh, but everybody values different and of course I have to have uh, internet connection that is very very important. Having a good internet connection. Don't be afraid to ask the speed. Good good host will like going they'll go test the speed. I didn't used to do that, and I've gotten as some of you know, some places I've been at are faster than others. Uh, Alberta is the Texas of Canada, Roman Q said. Yes, it is, and I thought um, I thought Edmonton was the Austin of Canada. Of, of Canada. Uh, it was it was it was a quirky place. Edmonton was a quirky. It reminded me so much of. I've said this before. Uh, I would stay at that Airbnb in Edmonton again. That was a great place. That guy's a he was from Poland originally, and we were talking about Bitcoin. If you're watching this, Polish dude from in Edmonton, <laughs> no, that was a, that was a good one. But uh, yeah, they have a big uh, capital building there, just like they do in Austin, the provincial it's the provincial province capital there instead of the state capital in Texas. Yeah, Edmonton Edmonton gets some people rip on it because it's so darn cold, which again avoid go there in the summer. But they were it was quirky, and the guys up there, Adam and, and all the dudes. Um, working hard. Uh, there's there's the, the guys from uh, Forkdrop.io. They're they're doing their thing. Maybe they're washing. Uh, they've got quite a community there on that one street that I can't think of the name of in the where all the hipsters are. There's a, there's a hipster street in, in Edmonton and the Bitcoin people are around there too. That's where I stayed. But Edmonton is great in the summer. And right now I, it's probably snowing there or something. I heard it snowed in Chicago on Halloween. ouchie I'm I'm not there. Now, uh, Ben Shapiro was talking about being in Judea and Samaria. And as many of you remember, I was in uh, Samaria on January 10th of this year. And that's that's part of Israel. Uh, and Ben Shapiro, his experiences there, it was very similar to mine. He was saying the exact same things that their city, that most people don't realize that when we talk about Judea and Samaria, These are cities that Jewish people are living in. They're commuting into Tel Aviv sometimes. Um, You see the Arab cities that are there too. The Arab city like Nablus. Nablus is right there. No, 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 wait. Nablus. Nablus is what I, I was near Nablus. And you see into the Arab city and they're they're living fine too. Now you as a a Jew cannot go into their city. That's not allowed. There's big signs, big orange signs that say no Israelis allowed in here. And there's a guard of the city make sure that makes sure pe- people can't go in there, you know, because it's not a good idea to go in there. If you're if you're if you're an Israeli citizen, you're going to get killed. But if a Westerner, I would not advise either. And I think they're stopped. But besides that point, that pointing out the orange signs. And it, it's we have all these people in the world. It's like they think it's such a big deal. Judea and Samaria. Oh, my God. What is Israel doing? Israel built all the roads, they built the entire infrastructure. The Arabs are they get from one place to the other, they live in a nice city, it's the housing's there, they're walking around, it's not like apartheid, it's <laughs> it's you, you gotta really see it for yourself, and it's a really small little part of the world. It's this tiny little speck, it's unbelievable. But it, it, the whole world cares about the Jews, the whole world cares about, but again, I, I tell the people. If you if you think you're if you want to comment on the situation in Judea and Samaria, why don't you go there and then come back and talk about it? And I think you'll have a, a little bit different opinion than if you're just some dude in you know uh, in St. Louis that's never left St. Louis or never left Cincinnati and you think you're a big Mideast East expert. You can you can comment on on the situation there. It is it's a beautiful part of Israel uh, and it's, it's a part of any anyone should should go out there. I remember I was I. I had misconceptions about it. I thought it was going to be dangerous or something. So whatever. It's again there's city, there's Jewish cities and towns that are there. It's it's beautiful. Israeli cities and towns. And the Arabs can go to the malls there too. They can go, they can come in there. And I mean you're you're traveling on the road. You stop at an Arab place. Now, again, they're not too friendly. This you know, there's tension and stuff. Sometimes they'll throw stones at you. you know, there's situations, but they, they're living quite well there. The Arabs are living quite well, quite well in Ju, in Judea, and better better than in uh, uh, these other countries, Syria and stuff like that. It's unbelievable. So yeah, Ben Ben Shapiro was saying things. Um, I I totally agree with it. He had the same similar experience that I had in Samaria. It's it's a and it's so, it's a beautiful and it's colder there than in the rest of Israel. It's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. So again, the, those are the people who think they know about Israel. Go to go to Israel. Go see for yourself. Go see Judea and Samaria. It's beautiful. All right. Uh, we got that. Let's see. Um, oh, Santiago. But he, he was – now, Ben Shapiro also went to uh, the second holiest Jewish city on uh, on earth. Um, I can't even think of what's uh, – I'm thinking of its Hebrew name. Uh, I can't think of where the, uh, the the cave of the patriarchs is. Where's the Where's the cave of the patriarchs? Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of in Hebrew. It'll it'll, it'll come back to me. Uh, he 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 went to the cave of the patriarchs, which I, I I may go to one day. I hope to go there one day. All right, that's the second holiest uh, spot in in Judaism, the cave of the patriarchs. Uh, and, but the, the Arabs control they, they, The Jews have let the Arabs control it. I mean, your second holiest site, you let the Arabs control the, the, they, they let the Arabs, Arabs control the uh, – um, in Jerusalem, they control the uh, the Temple Mount, which is the holiest spot in all of Judaism. There's a mosque on top there. They let them have it. You can't – Ben Shapiro talks about he, he, he went to pray on top of the Temple Mount. You get kicked off. People, they start screaming at you and stuff. It's, this is the world. The Jew, they're so liberal. They're, they so want to fit in the Jewish people. They let this nonsense go on. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. All right. Um, but I do. I hope to go to uh, the Cave of the Patriarchs one day. But I mean, th- that takes a little bit more. That, that that It's not as safe, should we say. All right. Um, and of course, I hope to go to the Temple Mount one day. I've been to the Wailing Wall, which is beneath there. And that's where everybody goes, the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall, whatever you want to call it. And uh, Santiago, Chile. Let's talk about Santiago, Chile right uh, right now. Uh, here is an article. More than a million people joined a peaceful rally on Friday in the capital Santiago calling for social justice. Now, this was last week. And I said this on a Bitcoin show of mine. First of all, pound that like button, people. But there were people. Some Bitcoiners are like, yeah, Santiago protest. This is awesome. No, these are socialist type of, pro- so they, they want social justice, dudes. This is, <laughs> they want more government control. <laughs> they want the government to step in and take more control and get rid of capitalism. It's Santiago, Chile, I had a, I was there a year ago, wonderful capitalistic society. Now, People were angry that their subway fares, which are controlled by the government, were too much. So they started burning down stuff, and the government gave in. They want social justice. No, not all protests are based on good things. They're not. They. They. This is devolving into socialism. They, they're trying to bring about a socialist revolution. You support that? I mean, you can support. I mean, whatever. This is where the big boys play. If You want to? If you want to support that, then you can support that. But no, for, for the Bitcoiners out there, they're like, yeah! Now, if this is a good thing. It's not a good thing. It, it really is, is not a good thing for the productive people of Chile, all right? It's not It's not something we should be cheering on, like, bring down the government. What, what are they going to get next? They're going to get Argentina. We don't want them to be eyes. Hebron! Hebron! How could I forget the name Hebron? Hebron. Hebron is the... Uh, I'm. I think I guess I only got six hours sleep. They see you got to get eight hours sleep or you forget the name Hebron. Hebron. Um, Yeah, Hebron is uh, Hebron is the city I was talking about that has the Cave of the Patriarchs in it, of course. And I hopefully will visit there one day. But again, Hebron right now is completely controlled by the Arabs, completely controlled by the Arabs. There's there's, uh, some suburbs outside of it, the Jewish towns outside of it. And I can't think of their names right now either. But uh, there's like one street in in Hebron that is Jewish, and yeah, that, that that's a pain for the Jews that are there. And uh, and then the Cave of the Patriarchs you can get to sometimes apparently. But thank you, Roman Q, for that uh, that uh, that uh, reminder. I can't think of the name Hebron. Why can't I think of? It? I'm, I'm just in too many cities at once here. My mind's all over the place. All right, we're almost to the end where I'm going to explain what that picture is about. That will, this other thing we'll talk about next time. All right. So now we we are. So on this date, this is daylight savings time day in the United States. You turn back the clock this day, night. When it gets to two o'clock at night, is it? Or one o'clock? You no, know, at like two o'clock, it becomes one o'clock so it's always around halloween so at club charles a bar i used to go to a lot um, in baltimore in, in a hipster area of baltimore they would always have their halloween party on this night so you would get an extra hour of partying and that night was it was always so much fun everyone would wear a costume and i wasn't a big costume person i would either, i'd wear my dad's old army uh, uniform by the way, Benji, you fit into your old army uniform now? Pound that like button. Because I remember an old video of yours, Benji, where you couldn't fit into your army jacket. I bet now you can. Anyway, I, I sometimes wear my I wear a tie. I wear a tuxedo for I didn't care much about me dressing for Halloween. But some people would really take it to extremes um, at this Halloween event. And there was once a girl there who I knew who dressed up like Ellen DeGeneres, and I didn't recognize her. Like someone said, hey, this is Ellen DeGeneres. And I thought someone was just introducing me to some girl, a new girl. But it was a girl. I, I mean, people really went into their costumes there. And so we would get drunk, of course, and there would be candy. And they would actually have, I think, free food that night. And it was just such a blast in that whole area uh, on Charles Street. But the Club Charles was, was really fun. And so I, I, I used to value my wealth in all sorts of different things back then, partying and women. And it was fun. It was fun if you did that type of stuff. Um, and I look back on it. This is the night that I would do that. That I, that. So you guys in Baltimore right now? It's still it's still early, so people are just arriving at club. I don't know if Club Charles is even open anymore. But that whole Station North area, people I'm sure are dressed up and are having a, a fun Halloween time. And again, they're doing some people are doing ridiculous things. They're poisoning themselves, and I don't recommend doing. They're doing drugs. They're doing other things. I didn't do drugs, but uh, it, it was so. The picture that you see there is a, a friend of mine, Lindsay. Um, she would always have great costumes, great costumes. So that's a picture of Lindsay. And you can see what I used to do back then. I would, oh, I was wearing a pimp shirt. I got that pimp shirt. Uh, I had a great aunt who who passed away, a blessed memory, a a great aunt Sue. And she had a husband who also passed away. And he had a way, somehow my grandmother got this shirt. Um, And she let me, my grandmother gave me this shirt. She didn't realize how ridiculous this shirt was. It's like a butterfly collar. And it's like a pimp and a prostitute on the shirt. So I would wear that for Halloween sometimes. I guess I was the pimp or something with this. It's really a cool, it's an interesting shirt. It's it's 70s, uh, silky 70s uh, polyester. It's got a pimp. And I don't think you can see it in the picture very well. But so that's the main picture. And Lindsay is dressed up as like, um, she's a married woman now, uh, apparently. Um, but she was a she's a very nice person she's very attractive uh, young lady too and and she was just a friend of mine actually just pure pure friendship there i mean i could recognize she was hot and lots of my friends tried uh, <laughs> but uh she uh, but she dressed up like an ancient aztec mexican looking uh, face thing she's got on there i, I don't know she also had a piercing right here. She was a hipster. She was an artist, whatever. So that's what the picture is up there. And it's, that's a quite a few years ago. So no, this Halloween, I didn't even celebrate, didn't even celebrate Halloween here in Australia. I like saw two Halloween-related things. But on this night, Daylight Savings Night, big party night in Baltimore, big party night at Club Charles. It was always, always a fun time. So good memory there. I, I wanted to use that picture. That's your little bit of a beyond Bitcoin story for me. Um, and he, I haven't thought I haven't spoken to Lindsay for quite some time. And, and, and the people from that clique, she had, she had some friends, and you get introduced to different little cliques of people. She was younger than I was, um, so there was some younger people I knew, and uh, yeah, just bring back memories. And it was, it was just always a good time at Club Charles. Oh, dance, and dance! They opened up the club next door. They owned the building next door, and it was dancing and DJs, and it was, it was a good time. I. Can't can't remember any other specifics. <laughs> was, I was drinking, you can't remember that. That's the sad thing about, you know, you knew you know you were having a great time, but now because you drank, you can't remember it as clear. Kind of, there you go. All right, everybody. So Ta-Val said, how old are you, dude? That's one one of the things I don't answer. I, you know, my OPSEC there. I don't, you should, if you're in Bitcoin, you try I don't say what my birthday is and um and I don't say how old I am. And if you, if people can stalk me and actually find out basically everything, you know, how many siblings I really have, how many names of people, names of relatives, where I went to this, that, and the other. But most people are just too darn lazy. And, uh, but no, I don't, I don't go out and say that stuff because I don't want people in, in, you know, you don't want to give out too much information when you're in Bitcoin. You don't want to get, and there's all, I'm already out there so much. So I don't say when my birthday is, right? Anything like that. All right, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember, to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. This show was kind of long. Ch- definitely check out uh, – follow me on Twitter at And check out the archives at uh, DisruptMeister.com. And uh, we'll have some more good shows this week. But last week, uh, the, the, this week in Bitcoin show, really, you can learn a lot, a whole different uh, – whole different perspective from friday's show which was yesterday oh my god this mustache is ridiculous pound that like button